Man, this is a good day. And um, I feel like we should just do church like this every week. Are you okay with that? Like, this is a lot of fun. I, I, here, here's what we want to do right now, though. I want to open up the Bible for just a few minutes. And I know you probably didn't bring yours with you, but you do have it on your phone. I do know that, all right? So we won't know the difference of whether you're texting or uh, playing a video game or just reading God's Word with us, but you can get out your phones if you want. And uh, join me in Acts 14 for just a minute. Here's, here's the deal. The reason that we're doing Go Beyond, I remember when we started this just a couple of years ago, we realized that for churches, it's kind of easy to get focused on our thing and, and be so like inward focused, just looking at like what we're doing and what we're all about. And what we really wanted to do was get our eyes off of ourselves and look outward and, and, and really go beyond the walls of where we meet at Lanier Middle School and just love on the people that are here. I got to tell you, I love Fairfax. I love that God has put us here. And we actually have a lot of clarity as to why God has us here. Do you know that? The reason that we are here is for the glory of God. First and foremost, we are here for the glory of God and to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And we're unashamed in that. But despite the fact that we're unashamed about wanting to tell people about Jesus, that they really need a Savior, that doesn't mean that we don't care about some of the immediate, tangible needs that people have in our city, in our community. Some of the brokenness, some of the pain, some of the, uh, the, the, the struggles that people are dealing with. We actually care about those things. And I, it made me think about Paul and Barnabas, Acts chapter 14. Paul and Barnabas are on this missionary trip, all right? So they're going around and they're sharing the gospel everywhere they can. And in Acts chapter 14, verse 8, it says at Lystra, here they are in the city of Lystra, there was a man who is sitting there who could not use his feet. Just imagine that. Look down at your feet right now. Imagine you couldn't use them. The man was crippled from birth and had never walked. That kind of handicap changes everything in your life, doesn't it? All right, Redskins fans. Do we have any Redskins fans? Just a, like three of you, all three of you. Last year, the Redskins quarterback goes down. Alex Smith goes down with a leg injury, and then all of a sudden we start hearing rumors like it's bad, like he might have an infection, and they were actually talking about potentially having to amputate his leg, and all of a sudden the conversation changes. We're not talking about football anymore. We're just talking about the guy's life because you realize, like, man, if you can't walk, that changes everything. Like, imagine if that was you, like, you... You can't even get down to the breakfast table in the morning by yourself. You, you have tr trouble trying to get into the car. Everything, it impacts everything in your world. Now you need help all the time. You got to think this, this, this guy here in this, uh, in this culture, they weren't very helpful towards the handicapped, okay? They're not, like, they're, they're not making sure that the handicapped get the best parking spots. They're, they're not making sure that they're building accommodating bathrooms, or, or that you can reach the counter at Starbucks. I mean, honestly, if you're handicapped in this culture, it, it's not a good deal for you. Most of the time when we see them in the Bible, they're just reduced to being a beggar on the streets. This guy is obviously in need. He needs some help. But that's not what Paul came here to Lystra to do. He tells us that in verse 7, it actually tells us, what, what, what did they come to do? They came to preach the gospel. What he came to Lystra to do was to tell people about Jesus, to share the gospel. He didn't come to do this. But I love the fact that though, though Paul, when he sees this guy, he's not like, hey, sorry, man, like I, I don't have time for this. 
Man, I've got, I've got a schedule. I've got a speaking engagement I've got to get to. The crowds are waiting. I'm sorry, man. I just don't have time for you. He, he's not turned off by this guy's social status or the fact that he's just, just one guy and Paul's trying to reach a multitude of people. He's trying to reach a bunch of people. This is one guy. I mean, that's not what he does. I love this, verse 9. He looked at him intently, and seeing that he had faith to be made well, he said, stand up, upright on your feet. And what happened? He sprang up and he began walking. I love that Paul doesn't ignore the obvious struggle that's just consuming this man's life and the same love and compassion that compels him to go and spread the truth and tell people about Jesus is the same love and compassion that, that, that compels him to just personally step into one dude's life and meet his needs right where he's at and care for this guy. Some of you have heard it said like this, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Sometimes people have a hard time listening to us. We're trying to share the gospel. We're trying to tell people about Jesus, and they're having a hard time listening to us because their, their whole world is just crashing down around them, and the pain that they're experiencing is so real, and the struggle is there, and they're suffering, and in the midst of it, they don't... They don't have time to listen to it. They can't hear it. And the first thing that they just want to know is, does, does anybody care about what's going on in my life? Is there anybody that cares? So I guess that's my question to you. Do you care about the people in our community? Think about, think about your, uh, your neighbors, your coworkers, your roommate, the people that you come in contact with on a regular basis. Do, listen, do they know that, that you care about them? Do, do they know that you're not just trying to convert them, but you actually care about them as people? Like, you just want to be a great neighbor. You just want to be a, a good friend to them. Do they know that you care about them like that? Here's Paul. He steps into this man's life, and I realize that God may not use us to miraculously heal people, but the question is, are we willing to show compassion and serve to meet the needs of people and their tangible needs right in our community. And listen, I know Fairfax, get it, Fairfax is a model community. It just is. We are the second richest community in the United States, okay? Like in some ways you would say like, what, what, we, don't, we don't really have all that many needs. But I think all of us know that there's so many people, even in this community, despite all of that, that are still hurting. Even though we're the second richest county in the nation, we have over a million people, and we still have a 6% poverty rate. But even the people that are living in, in, in luxury and comfort, think about that. They're, they're, y'all know, like they're on a rat race, right? And they sense the emptiness of what they're pursuing, and a lot of people have really come to the conclusion and had to learn the hard way that money doesn't buy happiness. And there's so many people in our community that, that they're disillusioned, they're, they're dealing with broken homes, They've been abused. They're struggling financially. Maybe some people that have bravely moved here and they're just trying to make it work and they're struggling with the cost of living, struggling with language barriers, struggling with the pace of life, all the cultural barriers that are here, struggling with the unknowns of the future and health problems that come up. I'm gonna guess that most of you, if you think about it right now, can picture somebody in your mind that you come in contact with on a regular basis that is hurting personally. You know somebody who's struggling. 
Listen, the reason we do Go Beyond, I hope you know this, Go Beyond is not just for July. This is not just so that we have something to do in the summer. It really wasn't just so that I could preach in shorts and flip-flops once a year, okay? Like the, the reason that we're actually doing this is because we want this movement. We want this to be a reminder for us that we care and we serve the people in our community who are in need. And so I want you to think about what, what can you do to meet the needs of people? But I want you to notice what happens here. This is kind of crazy, okay? Think about this, okay? The guy can't walk. And all of a sudden, Paul walks up and says, stand up, and he just jumps up, and he's walking around. What do you think would happen? Well, well the crowds, it says, when, verse 11, when the crowds saw this, they said, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. They look at these guys, they're ready to throw a parade and, and start sacrificing to them like they're, the, they're gods or something. Like, these guys, they're amazing. Do you know that when we start serving, oftentimes, it's going to draw attention? Anybody have you ask, ask you this morning what you were doing out there with your, uh, your bright orange trash bags? Like, hey, listen, sometimes when we go out to serve in our community, when people see that somebody actually cares about somebody else, that's going to stand out in a culture that for the most part is really focused on ourselves. It's going to stand out. And the crowds, man, they look at him and they're like, Paul and Barnes, I mean, these guys, these guys are like gods. They're, they're the best. If I'm honest, if I'm Paul and I just pulled off that miracle, there's a part of me that's kind of feeling like, well, I'm not going to lie. I am pretty awesome. That was, did you see that? I mean, seriously, that was pretty cool. But I, no, that's not what Paul does. Look at verse 14. When he heard that, it, they tore their garments. They rushed out in the crowd. They said, men, what, what, why are you doing these things? We're also men of like nature with you. And we bring you good news that you should turn from these things to a living God. Notice what Paul does. He deflects the attention towards God. He's like, we're just, we're, we're just men. You don't need us. You need Christ. Listen, I hope you get this. We're going to go out and we're going to serve this month. But we are not doing this for attention. We are not doing this for accolades. I was thinking about this this morning, just praying like, Lord, we're not heroes. We're not here to be the heroes. We serve to point people to Jesus. That's why we're doing this. And we know that there's so many needs in our community. So many people need food and, and, and shelter and, and medical attention and language training and economic relief and legal aid, and they need our volunteer hours. There's so many needs in our community, but all of us need a Savior. This world is broken, and, and we are broken because of our sin. And even though we deserve judgment for that, God loved us anyway, and he sent his son to die in our place so that we could live with him forever. So that's why we're doing this, because we want people to know Jesus, all right? Here's what I want you to do. We do this because we believe firmly in the power of prayer in our church. And so if you're, if you're with us, if you're part of our church, if you're a praying person, we would love for you to pray with us right now. I want you to find a couple people right around you. And uh, listen, if you're not comfortable praying, I get it, that's okay, but we believe that God works through this. And so I want to pray right now. I want to pray for the rest of the month of July, and I want you to pray for specific opportunities you have to serve. I want you to pray for specific people in mind that you want to serve, you want to meet their needs, you want to reach them. Find four, five, six people around you, and we're just going to spend a couple of minutes just praying that we are going to serve well in our community 
and that we're really going to point people to Jesus in this. Let's just spend a couple minutes praying together right where you're at.